Welcome to the Tide Talk Podcast, and now a word from our sponsors. Welcome to another episode of the Tide Talk Podcast. Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas, as always. Jake, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, buddy. Just ready for tomorrow, man. It's been so long. You know, it seems like forever ago we had college football, but especially Alabama football, but uh, that all changes tomorrow. Yeah, it's uh, this is this is probably one of my favorite weekends of the year. Uh, you got a full slate of games, and of course, we, we care most about the two thirty kickoff in Atlanta and Mercedes Benz Stadium between the Duke Blue Devils and the the Crimson Tide of Alabama. So we look forward to that. Uh, we're going to go over a couple things before we get to the to the actual game, and, and you know, kind of our thoughts on the game. We're going to talk about the depth chart, obviously, but but we want to start off with just you know, sending our condolences to Dylan Moses and yeah. uh, just a that's just a tough break for him. Uh, he, I, I believe, like like most everybody else, that he was set to have a have a spectacular junior season and and, and lead this tied defense and and you know be a first round pick most likely in the upcoming draft. And you know it's just that's that's all been put on the back burner for right now as he as he recovers from his from his knee injury and uh, just just hate that for him. Uh, obviously we hate it for the team as well, but you know, you gotta, you gotta have guys uh, step up now and, uh, you know, maybe that we're going to play it, play a role. Now they, now they play a larger role. So it's just, uh, yeah. it is next man up. Uh, it's hard to replace a guy like Dylan Moses, mostly because of experience. Obviously he's a talented guy, but there's other talented guys there that is, that just lack the experience, but it's a, it's a, it's a tough break for Dylan and, and for the team. But, uh, like Saban said, it's a it's a chance to build some character, and and I look forward to seeing the young guys play. Oh yeah, me too, man. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I've been reading up on Twitter and seeing a lot of people saying they're they're ready to see uh, Shane Lee step up in his place, and um, uh, I think he's going to have a have a big career, a big day, and uh, have a good career at Alabama, uh, especially this year stepping up for Dylan. Yeah, I look forward to watching him. Uh, and I've been excited about Christian Harris uh, oh, yeah. all fall camp. He, he's he's done really well, uh, and so it's exciting to see him. You know, I, I believe there's a chance that there'll be about six true freshmen that start uh, uh, tomorrow for Alabama. And uh, wow. you know, you, you look at uh, DJ Dale on the defensive line, both inside linebackers. So there's three. Uh, of course, uh, there's a chance that Keelan Robinson gets to start at, at running back. Of course, mm-hmm. Will Will Rockard is is the place kicker, and uh, there's a chance, you know, you know, maybe a, uh, looks like a, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the big man up from the offensive line, uh, uh, his name is slipping me, Evan Neal. You know, there's a chance that he could play uh, or get the start tomorrow, so that'll be interesting to see. So there's there's several true freshmen that are going to get a chance to play tomorrow, and, and that's exciting. To see, obviously, it's good to have Trayvon Diggs back as well. You know, you, you see him uh, in that corner position. And so, uh, obviously, Patrick Sertain Jr. will be at the other spot. But also excited to see Josh Joe. So, you know, there's – and all those guys are young. I mean, Diggs is an older guy, but all those guys that we've mentioned so far are young players. So, it's uh, it's it's obviously an exciting time. Oh, yeah, another young guy, uh, he's uh, listed behind – uh, Xavier McKinney, uh, free safety is Jordan Battle. Uh, I've been reading that he's had a good fall camp as well. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get some playing time 
here this year as, as well. Yeah, you know when you, yeah, I've got I've got the depth chart pulled up right now, and uh, the the offensive line. When I just look, and we talked about it last week with uh with Drew uh, about the the amount of talent on the offensive line. Oh, I yeah. mean, you you look at all the, the guys in the two and, and sometimes three deep. Every one of those guys would start just about anywhere else, mm-hmm. other than maybe Georgia. And I, I mean, you look at Landon Dickerson, Jedrick Wills, uh, Chris Owens, uh, Emil Ekior, Evan Neal, uh, Alex Leatherwood. I mean, that is Scott Lashley, Deontay Brown when he comes back from his suspension. Yep. Matt Womack. Yeah, yeah. Matt Womack, Tommy mm-hmm. Brown. I mean, that, there's there's talented guys everywhere oh, along yeah. that offensive line. I, I, I mean, I think it's safe to say there's about ten guys that we could win a lot of football games with when it, when you talk about the offensive line. And and talking about the offensive line, you talking about, you know, not only the depth, but, but the, the size of the guys. I mean, you know, we talked about it, you know, going into the summer and especially when uh, Kyle Flood got, uh, got hired on as an offensive line coach. Uh, we feel like we're pissing go back to big boy football and that's running it right up the meat of the offense, you know, offensive line. And, and these guys right here, they're they're going to be that's some that's some pounds on the offensive line to get behind and you know and, and clear out a lane for your running backs. Yeah, the I, I, we talked about it, like you said the summer, and it's uh, it's getting back to the Bama way. And Saban's yeah. even talked about that. That's one of the first things he mentioned, uh, you know, after the Clemson uh, national championship game was mm-hmm. you know they kind of lost the Bama way, and uh, so it's it's. That that's something to watch out for. Uh, obviously, something else that the, they kind of lost towards the end of last season was their discipline and uh, you know playing with uh, that togetherness. It, it seemed like so. Uh, that that's obviously going to be something to watch out for. And and you know as far as the rest of the offense, what can you say? I mean, between the receivers and the running backs, and then obviously to uh, I, I don't I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's it's loaded. I mean, we already know what two is going to do. We already know what the receiver is going to do. Uh, we hadn't even mentioned uh, the receivers that that aren't even starting, like John Metchie. We have seen what he did, you know, in the spring game. Uh, Terrell Shavers, Xavier Williams, Slade Bolden, Waddle. I mean, there's. I mean, it's so deep on this offense. You know, it, it's it's in, incredible. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I've run out of adjectives to describe the to the weapons on the offensive side of the football, mm-hmm. uh, and and it it all starts with two at quarterback and his ability to distribute the ball to all those guys, and uh you know I mentioned Keelan Robinson earlier and uh, anxious to see how healthy Jerome Ford is, mm-hmm. uh you know depending on what happens with Najee Harris and Brian Robinson you know there's kind of been uh, conflicting reports on you know, what their availability is tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so it's just kind of wait and see. But, you know, may even see a guy like Chad Townsend uh, touch the rock tomorrow in the backfield. Uh, so this just, uh, you know, we talk about the young guys. We know what, what Najee and what Brian are capable of. So it'll be it'll be nice to see what, what guys like Jerome Ford and Keelan Robinson and maybe even a Chad Townsend can do, uh, you know, carrying the football in the backfield behind Tua. So that's that's something to watch out for. Obviously, we, we, we've talked about the tight end position all summer uh, with the departure of, of Hale Hentges and Irv Smith Jr. 
Uh, you know, we got Giles Amos, you know, the, the, the former walk-on, now on scholarship, uh, yep. along with Miller Forstall and Major Tennyson. Uh, you know, Cameron Latou moved to tight end uh, this spring, and I, I think he's done really well there. I think he played well in the spring game. Uh, he had several catches the last scrimmage uh, of fall camp. So, uh, you know, he, he's somebody that just gonna, that's going to continue to develop but really needs some game action to uh, – to adjust to that position. And obviously, you know, uh, you know, Saban says he feels real comfortable about the backup quarterback position with Mac Jones. Uh, but that's, you know, when, it, when you talk about a quarterback, it's, it's, it's kind of waiting until you see when they get put in the game and, you know, live bullets are being shot at them. So uh, that's oh, yeah. kind of a wait and see. But uh, it, as far as the offense, like we said, they're, uh, they're, they're loaded, they're deep, uh, they're talented, they're explosive. Uh, and have we even talked about Jalen Waddle yet, or Jerry Judy, or Henry no. Ruggs? We haven't even mentioned those guys. No. So it's uh, uh, the the offense should be just fine. Uh, I think the special teams will probably be better this year than what we had last year. Uh, uh, we'll kind of see the punter situation. Uh, Saban talked about that last night on Hey Coach about how to uh, to manage Will Will Rockard. You know, he says he's. He's done a really good job punting the football as well, but you know, is is he ready to handle all of the kicking duties as a true right. freshman? You know, and and the and the toll that that could have on his leg, and you know, he don't want to you know you know wear himself out. So it's it, it'd be nice if Skyler could kind of separate himself as the punter. Yeah, that way you that way you're not just dependent on one guy, and uh, you know you you can be confident in both Skyler and Will. Yeah, um, and. We were, um, you know, we hadn't talked about the defense much, uh, but you know, we are cut, we touched on the linebackers, and you know, we've talked all summer long. We talked uh, a couple weeks ago with Drew, I think it was last week, and we touched on it before. Uh, you know, the linebacker position is probably going by weak spot, but but the back end, the corners, and the safeties, this potentially could be the deepest we've had at that, and probably say, I mean, it could be in savings history. At Alabama, I mean, they are so deep. I mean, Sertain, Diggs is back, like you said. Shereen Carter, Zayre McKinney. I mean, it, it's just loaded on the on the backside of that defense. Oh yeah, the, the secondary mm-hmm. is uh, it, it's unbelievable the amount of talent that that's back there. I mean, when you talk about Diggs mm-hmm. and Sertain, they're they're probably. I mean, I, they're NFL corners. I think Josh Job is going to be an NFL corner. Uh, you look at Xavier McKinney, he's an NFL safety. Uh, Shaheen Carter will get a look in the pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, uh, a redshirt freshman in Jalen Armour Davis, uh, who, who was yeah. injured last year, uh, he, he's got a chance to play. We hadn't even talked about Jared Maiden yet. He's a veteran player who's played a lot of football at Alabama. Who can, mm-hmm. he, he's, a, he's a really solid safety. Uh, so the back end of the defense should be fine. Uh, you know, and, and really, uh, you know, we're t- talking about Dylan's injury, you know, we would survive if we had a couple injuries in the secondary, but we really can't afford to have any more injuries in the linebacker position. No, I mean we lost McMillan um, early, and that was a big, that was a huge loss because you know he was actually, I think he was a senior. He's actually going to get a lot of playing time, and you know that kind of broke broke our hearts for him as well. Then, uh, and then of course Dylan going down. Um, you know, I'm really going to look to uh, Jennings to uh, step up and, and, you know, 
take take a leadership role, more of a leadership role in the linebacker core this year. Because I mean, he is the, you know, he's the the guy now. You know, that's left with last year's team. Yeah, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I was actually talking with my dad today about uh, about what, what what the pass rush may be like without you know without generating it you know through blitz or or something like that. Are we are are, are they going to be able to create a pass rush with four guys? And uh, you know who, who's going to be the the guy that can you know get double digit sacks? Uh, if Terrell Lewis can stay healthy, obviously he's he's talented enough to, to do that. Anthony uh, mm-hmm. Jennings is talented enough to do that. So it's just going to be interesting to see uh, how the pass rush pass rush is <laughs> uh, this fall. Uh, like like I said, in in on the outside linebacker position, it's uh it's pretty thin as well. You know, you, you got Terrell Lewis and Anthony Jennings at the Sam and the Jack, and then you got, you know, Christopher Allen, who's, who's had an injury played career at Alabama so far. Uh, ben Davis uh, is behind Anthony Jennings. You know, he was a, a highly coveted kid. He hasn't quite lived up to the expectations he's had. Uh, you know, worry is that w- with Sal Sensory, he's, he's kind of, improved a lot and benefited a lot from having Sal there as a coach. And, and then, of course, the freshman King, uh, I'm not sure I'd say his last name, McQuaddy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, uh, Saban talks about his, his ability to rush the passer as, as a true freshman. I expect him to get in on some third-down situations and uh, uh, you know put some heat on the quarterback. So that will be something to watch out for as well. Um, and of course, on the defensive line, that's where it all starts. Uh, got three really talented guys, uh, you know, up front, and and LeBron Ray, DJ Dell, and, and Raekwon Davis. Oh yeah. But uh, you know, and some of the some of the younger guys. Well, obviously, DJ DJ Dell is a true freshman, but I think the fourth guy in the rotation on the defensive line is going to be Justin Abube, another yeah. true freshman. Uh, Brian Young or Byron Young will play a lot. Of course, uh, redshirt freshman Stephon Wynn. He may be a sophomore now. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't remember what he is. And, and, and of course, Phil Mathis. He'll he'll get a lot of playing time. But uh, the defensive line, I, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, don't really need to lose one of them starters because I think all three of those guys are playmakers. Yeah. So uh, you, you don't want to take a hit there, but. Uh, I feel pretty good about the defensive line. It's, it's the linebackers, and it, are they going to be able to generate enough pass rush, you know, without having to blitz a lot of guys? Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, I think we had a some Twitter uh, talk with uh, one of our uh, big supporters, um, Bam Bam of Cars Pack, uh, and he was asking, he was worried about you know Antonio Alfano not listed, but. I think you you made a point that it's nothing to worry about. I think he's having some some home you know problems at home. He's trying to take care of, but you know I think uh, he might get redshirted, and, and that's probably why he's not listed. Well, he, yeah, I mean he had he missed a lot of fall camp or a few days of fall camp because of uh, I, I believe his grandmother had gotten sick. So you know he's a long way away from home. He's from New Jersey, so. And plus the adjustment of coming from, you know, New Jersey's not really known for great high school football. Right. And so, I mean, he's went from, you know, average to below average high school football where he absolutely dominated to Alabama where it's, 
world class competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, his body still needed a little work. He wasn't quite big enough yet. So, I mean, I think a redshirt year would do him good. Now, he, he may be forced into action if his injuries happen, but uh, that's that's just kind of wait and see. But Alfano will be fine. He's a talented guy. Yeah. Uh, it seems like he's a hard worker, so uh, I don't think people should give up on him just yet. Um, no, I mean, and, and if you go back and look at some – um, some of our old episodes, you know, I'm, I'm, I was big on him because some of the film that I seen on him, he was a great, he could read a read option really well. And, uh, and I, I thought, you know, that would be the big in the future of Alabama because a lot of these teams are going to read option, you know, RPOs. So, uh, that would be huge if he can get it together, you know, take care of his home, his family first, but, and learn the playbook, set out a year and learn, and and that would be big in a couple of years for Bama. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, and he'll probably he'll probably have a role next season. I mean, uh, it yeah. wouldn't. Uh, Rayquan Davis will be gone. LeBron Ray will most likely be gone, in my opinion. So uh, th- th- there's two spots that you know guys will be moved up, and you know there's there's a there'll be a place for Antonio Alfano uh, at Alabama. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but I I think that pretty much sums up the the depth chart and uh, kind of the, the guys that you can expect to see uh, rolling out onto the field at two thirty tomorrow afternoon. And man, I can't wait. I, I I'm just I don't even know if I'll sleep tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm that excited. <clears throat> but uh, so let's talk about the game now. Uh, what what can we expect? Uh, what what are you thinking about it so far, Jake? Uh, you know I. I you know I think coming in uh you know when we when we set this game up a few years ago you know Duke they had a really good quarterback Daniel Jones you know he's I think he is now the starter for the Giants I think they actually picked him over Eli uh, I mean he was a really good starter and everything uh, so if he wanted to left it'd be a little bit more meaningful because you know he was he was good but. I mean, Duke may keep it closed for a quarter, and then after that, I mean, Alabama's going to run away with it. Um, the biggest thing for me is we just don't need any more injuries. You know, that that is, you know, what I'm going to be watching for is, you know, cramps are one thing. I'm sure everybody's going to cramp up a little bit, but if we get any more injuries, man, I'm I'm going to start panicking. <laughs> well, you know, as far as Duke goes, there, there's certain things. That, that, first of all, David Cutcliffe is a great football coach. Yes. I mean, I he, he, he's somebody that you can have, you know, I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Uh, not many guys can win at Duke. It's it's a tough place to win. The academics are are obviously way up there. It's a basketball school with Coach yeah. K there. and uh, But he, he somehow seems to, to have, you know, like last year he had an eight and five season. I mean, that's that, – that, Eight and five to me is equivalent to beating, you know, eleven and one at Alabama, or, oh, yeah. or twelve and zero at Alabama. I mean, really, to me, it's it's very comparable, especially for the the, the kind of talent that you have there. And uh, but so, I mean, it's a respectable opponent. They're going to play hard. They're going to oh, yeah. give you everything they got. They might not be the most talented, but but they're going to get after you because that's that's just that's how they're coached. And uh, it starts with David Cutcliffe. He's a great coach, a great man, and uh. And, you know, like Jake's mentioned, you know, when this game was set up, uh, I think Duke was coming off like a 
ten and three season. He's the uh, I think they Yeah, uh, that was just a few years ago. So I mean, it it was set up a few years ago after Duke was coming off a really good year. Uh, then then they were down for a couple years, but then last year they they I mean, people act like Duke is nothing. They won eight ball games last year. They won more games than all, or they won as many games as Auburn did last year. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, they're not just a pushover. No. Obviously, Alabama is the superior team. But yeah. let's not act like Duke is the worst team in FBS. Right. They're, they're, they're probably right in the middle. I think most publications have them finishing in the 60s. That's, that's dead center of, of, of college football. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think people are overplaying or are underestimating you know, the, the type of team Duke is. And I think some of it has to do with Alabama is always – when you're being compared to Alabama, you obviously don't look that great because Alabama is just so far ahead. I mean, Alabama and Clemson and Georgia just are so much further ahead as far as talent that everybody else just kind of seems like second rate. So yeah. I think that, that plays part of it. Uh then I think with Duke losing, like Jake said, Daniel Jones, their starting quarterback, who was a first-round pick to the Giants, mm-hmm. kind of it, it kind of made Duke lose some of their luster. So yeah. I, I kind of get it, but I think I think they're kind of being a little underestimated because you know they're going to play hard. They're going to have a great scheme on offense, and and they're going to play hard on defense and, and not not make many mistakes and uh, you know just play sound fundamental football. And those are the teams that you just hate playing. I mean. I, I hate playing teams that, you know, they're kind of comparable to Vanderbilt, but they're better than Vanderbilt, from, you know, to me overall. Uh, it's just, you know, you know you're going you're gonna to get their best shot, and they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot. Right. You're going you're gonna to have to earn it, especially early on in the game in the first quarter and, you know, into the second quarter. You're going to have to earn everything you get because they're giving you all they have. And then, of course, you know, their first 22 is pretty talented. Then after that, you know, they they start to tail off a good bit. And uh, that's where teams like Alabama and Clemson uh, start taking over their opponents is, is when they're, they're, the other team's top 22 start getting a little tired. Oh, so yeah. that's, that's, that's something to look out for. I, I just I, – I hate people down in Duke like they're nobody. I mean, they did just win eight ball games last year. Like you said, was tied with Auburn. Well, and and I, I don't know. I just I just feel like they're being a little bit disrespected, and I think Alabama is obviously. I mean, I shouldn't say I think. I know Alabama is the far superior team, and they're probably going to win it pretty easily. Yeah, they're not going to win it pretty easily because Duke's a bad football team. They're going to win it pretty easily because Alabama is just a superior team. Yeah. So yeah. all this talk about Duke being just terrible. They're not terrible. They're not good. They're not great, but they're not terrible. No, I mean they like you said they just a few years ago they they won ten games and uh, so yeah they're they're uh, you know you we ought to respect them like Saban said and um, you know like I like I said and like you said uh, Coach Cutcliffe I have his guys ready to go and I've always respected Coach Cutcliffe. I've always said that he should get another you know big job before he retired, but. I think he's pretty loyal to to Duke, and like you said, what he's done there has been has been amazing. Uh, like you said, it's a it's a basketball school, but what he's done for the football program there is awesome. 
Uh, yeah, so I think that's enough Duke talk. I, I but yeah. I, I just wanted to give them the the, the respect that that they deserve, mm-hmm. uh, because that's not an easy place to win football games at, and and, and Cutcliffe's been able to do that, you know, oh, yeah. pretty consistently in his tenure. So I, I just wanted to give him that respect. Uh, now, now moving on to the game and, and kind of how I think it's going to play out. Uh, like I said, I'm interested in seeing what you know if if Najee and Brian are indeed suspended for the first half of this game you know kind of what happens at the tailback position uh you know because you know obviously jerome ford tweaked his ankle a couple weeks ago is he back Mm -hmm. to 100 percent or uh are we going to start out with keelan robinson so that's that's something to watch out for on the offensive side of the ball and then obviously on the defensive side of the ball with the two true freshmen uh in the middle of the field that linebacker uh cliff's going to have a have a game plan for that he's going to do his best to confuse those guys so oh, yeah. early on how well can those can shane lee and christian harris adjust to uh to what they're seeing from the duke offense yeah and i i may be wrong with this but but i may have seen something the other day that said that shane lee is going to be the primary play caller uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in in the defense the mike linebacker calls the plays and, and that's what that's where that's where uh shane lee will be playing so you know it's um, you know like you say he's a true freshman, but but you know we'll we'll see how how he does to uh, adjust on the fly. He he sees how Duke lines up, how he gets his guys in position. So um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm I'm anxious to see that as well. Uh, as far as you know, players to watch. Who are you kind of watching out for uh, on the offensive side for Alabama, and then the defensive side for Alabama? Uh, I'm gonna be watching out for. Um, you know, I'm going to be watching two players on the offensive side, and and they're probably split uh, series and, and snaps and stuff. Is uh, and see if one of these guys is going to take over the primary position at tight end. That's Forrestal and and of course Major Tennyson. You know, we talked about somebody's got to step up at tight end because losing Earl Smith really hurt. These guys are really good. I believe um, you know even if one don't. If we got to play both of them the whole year, that's great. But you know, I'm that that's something to to look out for for me. Um, and on the defensive side, I'm ready to see DJ Dale. You know, he come in with a lot of hype, and um, like you know, I, I think he's gonna he's gonna step right in and uh, continue the dominance and nose tackle that was left by, of course, Quentin Williams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are all good choices. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna kind of go a little bit different route. I'm. On the offensive side, I'm excited to see uh, Leatherwood back, I think, at his natural position at left tackle. Mm-hmm. I- I'm anxious to see how well he does there and, 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 and obviously see what Landon Dickerson can do on that offensive line as well. So that, that's, that's two guys I'm watching there. Obviously, I'm going to be watching the quarterback to uh, uh, oh, yeah. see how, how he's doing. Uh, he's healthy. He, he's trimmed down a little bit. I'm anxious to see how well he moves around. He was already very athletic, but uh, I'm anxious to see how we use him uh, this this season. Are we going to take more snaps under center with uh, Steve Sarkeesian as the offensive coordinator, you know, and a more pro-style guy? You know, Saban said we're not going to do a whole lot. You know, I'm not going to change a whole lot of things with a new coordinator because, I mean, they have their system. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see like that. And like I said, kind of see what's going to happen at the running back position in the first half, if, if indeed Najee and Brian are suspended for the first half. And on the defensive side of the ball, uh, other than the obvious two at the Mike and Will linebacker positions, 
I, I, want, I want to see LeBron Ray. I think LeBron Ray has a chance to be this year's uh, uh, Quentin Williams. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really believe he, he's super talented. Uh, he's athletic. Uh, he, he's stout against the run. He can also get after the passer. So I, I'm anxious to see how he does. Obviously, DJ Dell is going to be exciting to watch. That young guy who looks like he's 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and you know, obviously, I, I want to see what Josh Job can do. Mm-hmm. I think I think Josh Job is the X factor for the defense as a whole. If Josh Job is is what I think he is, then then this defense is going to be hard to throw the ball off. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to be really hard. To, to you know, there's not going to be many open guys. They're, they're going to the quarterbacks are going to have to throw into tight windows, and the receivers are going to have to make great catches, and uh, that 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 always makes it tough on on the opposing offense. So, I'm anxious to see if if Job can be that guy, and uh, yeah, that 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 most people think he is. So that that's kind of who I'm watching out for uh, on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And and so, I'm also looking at um at Will Rockard, you know. He come in with a lot of high because, you know, everybody knows Alabama's history with kickers. And uh, I read something the other day that he was making them from the in practice from the 50-yard line. So, you know, of course, there's nobody trying to block it or anything. But, I mean, if, you know, he – I think he went four for four in the spring game. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we've actually got a, got a kicker now. But, you know, I'm going to be interested to see if he gets in, you know, if we got to go three and out and he's got a field goal chance. We'll see how he does. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to hold my breath on the on the the place <laughs> kicking right now. Yeah. I'm going to let it. I'm going to let that develop a little bit before I start putting too much stock into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But before we get out of here, uh, you want to kind of give your final score prediction and kind of how you think the flow of the game w- will be. Yeah, you know, I put out on a uh, Twitter a few days ago. I think I I pit fifty two to thirteen or. 15 to 14, but um, I think, you know, there's a lot of, there's already a lot of, a lot of back and forth on people saying, well, what's Alabama's first play going to be? You know, when out, you know, how long is it going to take Alabama to score their first touchdown? You know, I, I just want to see consistency, you know, if we need to run, even if it's our third or fourth string running back, if Najee and Robinson are both out for the first half. I want us to see a little bit consistently running the ball. Of course, we already know what two and the and the wide receiver is going to do. But you know, I I think most I think the 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 biggest thing is, of course, is the is the linebacker positions. Um, I think them guys are going to grow up really quick. Um, but I think they may have a few mistakes. It's going to lead to a couple of, couple of touchdowns for Duke. But you know, I, I don't see the any problems with the offense clicking like it did last year. The defense. Uh, back in like we talked about, secondary is going to be fine, and the and the front front three guys are going to be great. It's just a, I think there's going to be just a few mistakes with them young guys at linebacker. Then uh, other than that, you know, it's going to be Alabama. Yeah, you know, uh, I hope I hope that the linebackers can uh, can adjust pretty quickly because that's that's the only thing that's that's really concerning. But it's not even really that much of a concern because you know even if they do blow a couple of assignments, what's that going to be, 10 points maybe for the game? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'm looking at, you know, it being a uh, uh, about a 55 to 10, 52 to 10, 
they might get a couple touchdowns, maybe uh, kind of score. I, I, I just feel like Alabama's too talented, uh, too too deep, too hungry uh, to, to, to not take care of business uh, t- tomorrow in Atlanta. So I'm going to go uh, 55 to 10 as a final score. Uh, I think I think Tua plays well. I think we have a good balanced attack. I think you're going to see uh, a uh, a dedication to the run game, regardless mm-hmm. of who the running backs are. Uh, I I think Saban wants to see uh, if that offensive line can uh can can make holes for the running backs to make plays. I think I think Saban wants to see if we can truly be the Alabama of old and get back to the Bama way of dominating our opponent for 60 minutes yeah, and not letting up, not, not taking your foot off the gas, but, but, you know, running the football down their throat because you can. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what Saban wants to see. That's what I want to see just me on a personal level. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, college football season is here. There's yes. been games on, uh, you know, last night and, and today. Uh, so, and then obviously all day tomorrow. So it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm so glad football season's here. We don't have to wait for it any longer. Uh, and uh, we hope y'all will be with us throughout the season as we we bring a podcast every week. You know, re- re- reviewing reviewing the last game and then previewing the upcoming game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just look forward to that. And by, by the way, uh, yesterday was our one year anniversary of starting the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just want to say thanks to all our listeners and yes. all our followers on Twitter who, who interact with us on a daily basis. Y'all, y'all really feel like a family to us, to be honest with you. And, uh, y'all, y'all can't even understand how much we appreciate y'all and all the support. And, uh, you know, we, we just thank you so much. And, uh, it's been, it's been a crazy year. Uh, I can't believe it's been a year. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I know it has for me. I can't speak for Jake, but it's it's been a lot of fun for me, and I've enjoyed it. And, and you know, we wouldn't do it if we, if we didn't have the, the amount of listeners and followers that we have, and we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, and, um, you know, we, we made an uh, executive decision yesterday. We, we cut ties or we cut off our YouTube channel for, for now. You know, we may look back going to do that in the future, but, Right now, we decided that all of our interaction is is through Twitter, and most most everybody listens to us on the on the Anchor app or Spotify, something like that, through our tablets and cell phones. So, you know, for now, we we just didn't think that uh, YouTube was the best option to go. So we got rid of it. But who knows? We might we might take a gander at that again in the future. Yeah, but you know, with that being said, we're gonna let y'all go today. Uh, uh, we look forward to tomorrow's game. Uh, you know, be, be tweeting at us tomorrow during college football. We, you know, we love it. I mean, I can't, I can't get enough college football. So interact with us. You know, make sure you follow me. My personal Twitter is at Blackwood eighty nine, and I'm at Jake Thomas Tide. Uh, and of course, our our, our uh, podcast Twitter feed is at Tide Talk underscore Pod. You know, mm-hmm. tweet at us. Use the hashtag Tide Talk. Uh, send us your uh, game predictions if you listen to this before the game. I hope you do. Uh, mm-hmm. Tomorrow at 2.30, uh, we'll be getting this sent out here in just a little bit, so it'll be available, and we'll tweet out the link. Uh, so make sure you give it a listen. 
Make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, make sure you're interacting with us on Twitter. We appreciate that. And like we said, we appreciate all the support we've had over the past past year, and it means a lot to us. Uh, we love you guys, and we'll talk to y'all uh, in just a few days, hopefully after we beat the dogs, not out of the Blue Devils. So we'll talk to y'all soon, guys. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.